Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Today is Wednesday, and it is a lovely, beautiful day in Central Florida, and it's a little bit after 12, and and I was getting a an echo on my headphones, and it was bothering me. So today, the first thing I want to talk about is very important, okay? I was listening this morning when I was laying in bed, and I was listening to an interview on X-22 Report, um, and uh, he was talking to Wendy Rogers, who is the state senator in Arizona, I believe, and um, she was saying that, okay, we are talking about the, not we, they, you are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super duper uh, long time yeah. to Yay. boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay. A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay. I guess we'll see what happens, right? We're talking about the election fraud that was discovered in Arizona and what is being done about it because the information has been turned into the attorney general from that state and uh, or I guess the district attorney. I don't know which one or the other. And um, and they it is under investigation. And apparently they are expecting arrests. But if you yourself and you want to um isn't that interesting if it's about me we have three ways to say it but if it's about you there's only two Mm. um what was i saying oh my god oh yeah if you want to take action you yourself and you then um you can go i have the website up right here in front of me and the website is called wendyrogers.org and that's wendy W-E-N-D-Y, like the hamburger, and Rogers as in Mr. Rogers, and that's .org as in .org. And if you go right to the home page, click bing, then on the upper right corner, it says sign the petition to decertify the election. And you might be saying to yourself right now, but Dave, I don't live in Arizona. How can I sign their petition? This is a national petition it is um, not the word. I don't want to say symbolic. It's um, well, it's symbolic. She said she used a different word that was a little more powerful. Um, but this is it, it, it is too. Um, it's definitely got it's got over a million signatures now, and we're looking for two million. And um, it's you should sign it if you want to have any action on the election, because basically the twenty twenty election. It was stolen. And we have a president in office and a whole administration. Now, here's the thing. They're not, they were not elected. Nobody voted for them. They stole the election. So what you have, and what is the consequence of that? That means that the people running the country, are, they don't care. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't win legitimately and get in so that they could do the will of the people because if they were doing the will of the people, they wouldn't be in. They stole their way in for a minority of the people to force their way upon 
the people that are acting in a legitimate way. This is how crime works. You know, how crime works is crime doesn't obey the law. And so the good people that obey the law, they, uh, they obey the law. And they're good people. And they don't walk around thinking about ways to undermine that. And so the people that don't obey the law, they don't care. <laughs> and so they're willing to do things that the good people are not willing to do. And so as such, this is the whole reason why we have laws, why we have a government. Okay? Because the good people are going to always try to be good. And the bad people are going to never care. <laughs> it's very simple. And they're going to always be willing to do the thing that the good person won't do. And that's why, unless the good person, you know, is willing to, you know, be very aware and vigilant of the bad person, you know, the only way around that, the only way around the bad person is to, you know, be very stringent and strict and understanding what the good and what the bad look like. You know what I mean? Otherwise, how are you going to, if you have such an open, like it's okay to be tolerant of things that are different than yourself. I don't have an issue. But you have to outline what is good and what is not good. Otherwise, because the bad people will always be, they're not, they don't care. All right? The entire definition of, socio, of like a sociopath is to not have a conscience. And now I know sociopaths. And what the recommendation is, is don't deal with a sociopath because they will, the way that they act is they don't, they don't have a conscience and they're very interested in being the best or being better than or being in control of and they don't have a conscience and the, their mind is just, it's, I'm not making it right or wrong, although I... <laughs> A lot of behaviors that sociopaths engage in, I believe, are very bad. But I don't blame the sociopath for having a problem with their brain. But their brain, like my brain is wired where if I do something that is bad, if I hurt somebody, if I step over the line, you know, in a conversation, or if I get angry and I react a certain way, that might hurt somebody's feelings. I feel bad about it. I genuinely... I genuinely feel bad. I have to pray to to be released from that. And um, and sometimes it's something that I, is so bad that I carry it with me and it just becomes a part of, you know, like never do that again. And the way to never do that again is to have an understanding of the hurt that it, it, it the, uh, the pain that it actually causes. And so sometimes, you know, if you do something particularly egregious and later you see, oh my God, that was like a really horrible thing. Sometimes it's better to not actually a hundred. It's good to forgive yourself and be forgiven and be able to move on in your life. But sometimes it's good to keep a piece of it in there, a little piece of that torture, because to understand that hurt. I mean, I know like it's hard to go through life like collecting things that are torturous, like in your soul and in your in your being. But sometimes. You know, the older we get, the more that we have to understand the reason that we keep living on Earth is because we're keeping more information coming in. And, you know, we hopefully can learn from, if we've done something particularly egregious, hopefully we can learn from that to not ever do it again. 
And if we do the thing and we do it over and over again and we continually hurt people and, and cause ourselves pain. I'm Dave Fremlin and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. Eventually we develop enough pain to not do that again. You know the formula to make a change is when the pain of doing it the same, the pain of staying the same is... Okay, how to make a change is the pain of staying the same has to be lower than the fear, no, higher than the fear of making a change. So when the fear of making a change is lower than the pain of staying the same, then you'll make a change. And so until the pain reaches that level, you won't make the change because the change will be too scary. How will I be if I'm not this way? You know, most people who are angry or react, I don't want to speak for most people. You know, I just had this thought. Have you ever heard the expression, the road to hell is paved with good intention? And so, you know, it's not always, like, if you listen to Dr. Fauci, for example, my arch enemy, uh, the man who thinks he is science, 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 science. Anyways, um, if you think about it, you could say, like, somebody like my brother who's, like, he pretends to be an optimist, he'll go, <coughs> you know, he means well. He's trying. Okay, so he's trying, but if your effort to do something good ends up hurting millions of people, when is it time to say, I don't know how to do the right thing, so I'm going to just not do anything for now? Do you know what I mean? It's like the oath that doctors take to not do any harm first do no harm so you you take a situation and your intent is to do good you want to fix the problem and you start to fix the problem and you see that you're hurting people and you go well but i'm trying i'm trying when do you say i i can't do this anymore the thing that i think is the right way to help is not helping i'm wrong i don't know what i'm doing and so rather than do harm, I'm going to do nothing. When do you, when, what is your limit? When do you say I'm going to hell from trying so hard? Do you know what I mean? And, and I, I don't think that's really hyperbolic. I think that there, you know, I've thought about this in my own world. I had a counselor, a very good one. And he would say, you know, you're trying really hard, but you're going up the wrong tree. And so when, is, when do you look at the road you're on he said, well, I intended to go the right way, but I took a wrong turn somewhere. Now I'm hurting people. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's all I'm saying. It's just very important that your intentions, the actions that you take with a good intention have to be good actions too. I just wanted to interject that into my own podcast. I was actually reviewing my podcast to see what I was listening to and that thought came up. I thought I would just pop it in. Thank you for listening. My observation is such that people that have problems with anger management and drugs and things like that, it doesn't come from a, a place of, you know, malicious intent to hurt and maim. And there are people that it, that does come from. And we'll go back to uh, sociopath in a minute. But ultimately... It comes from a place of really bad pain. 
and a person puts up a like a protective way to be so people that have been hurt tend to be a little bit meaner and more abrupt when you meet them and harder to become friends with you know and that is because in their life they've had to protect themselves and that person is the one that needs the love the most and so you know that's how it looks and back to sociopaths sociopaths don't have a conscience and so it's not their fault but there's something wrong with their brain and so when they do something egregious, it doesn't bother them. They don't learn from it and they will continue to do it to get whatever they want. And they don't always, a lot of sociopaths are very smart, but a lot of them have a low self-esteem, but they want to, um, they, they want to make themselves feel better by being in control and they don't have a conscience and so they'll do whatever it takes to control as much as they want those people tend by the way to rise to positions of power because they don't really have a problem with doing whatever it takes to get there and that brings me back to the topic of we have a stolen election and the people that are in office they don't care and so this petition on the wendy rogers uh, website i signed it uh, I wish I knew how to send this to, I don't know how to click, I don't have Twitter or any of that, and so I don't really know how to share this other than to share it on my podcast, but it's wendyrogers.org, and on the main uh, home page, if you click home, you will see there's a red line across the top, and it says sign the petition to get Wendy on the ballot, and that's for LD6 residents only. And then the next one says, sign the petition to decertify the election. It's nationwide. It's very easy. Okay. And so that was actually a pretty long way to get to that. But it's very important. And so, because stolen elections have stolen, cons terrible. I mean, think about this. If they don't care, they weren't elected, so they don't care. And you know, and so, you know, like that's how it happened. And they stole the election. You want to know how they used COVID? I don't even want to talk about COVID. I am going to talk, though, briefly because I'm kind of ticked off about this thing called Omnicone. Um, I'm pissed off because, well, I'm lucky. Actually, I'm lucky. I moved to Florida and I was from California. And I'm not in California right now, so I don't know what's happening there. But I can tell you that when I talk to people that are there, they're very convinced of, I mean, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird experience for me because it's, it's really, you know, you hear people talk about like mass psychosis or mass brainwashing or like mass mind control. And it seems so like Alex Jones out there. You know, like Infowars type thing. And then when you actually experience being in it and getting out of it, you see, I never, I, I would never really fit in when I was in California. I was th always a person who thought in a different way than most of the people I knew. And as such, <coughs> I often had to keep my mouth shut in order to just be at a brunch with people. Just because if I said anything, they'd look at me like I was nuts. And somebody asked me recently if I thought that I was crazy 
because everybody else thought this one way and I thought a different way. I, she said, did you like eventually feel like you were crazy? The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to The Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. You see? And my answer to that was no. I always thought everybody else was crazy. And um, I still feel that way. And I got, I left California because after the lockdowns and when Gavin Newsom said, okay, indefinite lockdowns, I was like, okay, I'm history. I don't care who I leave behind. Anybody who's not leaving California is a moron. And so I told everyone, you're welcome to come with me. (laughs) I am perfectly, I'm not leaving you. I'm leaving this whole bit. And, uh, and I left California and I came somewhere else in the first little while, I'm going to say the first few months was, I was depressed. It was difficult. I was living in hotels, not nice hotels, but you know, long-term stay hotel. Then I got an apartment. It was okay. I didn't know anybody. It was kind of depressing. And then I found a home to live in. And, um, and then I started, then I rented that house out, bought a new house and made them have some income. And now I've gone around Florida. I went to Miami. And, but you know what's really different is that there's a, there's a sense of, I mean, there's a sense of freedom here that I did not have in California. And when I call people there, they are all about like, it just, it's hard to really explain. But somebody asked me, do you still believe in COVID? Do you still not believe in COVID? I'm like, why would my, what, why be, she knows somebody who has COVID went to the hospital. I know somebody had a shot and they had a stroke. You know, it's not a matter of what is what, it's a matter of what's the cause of it and what's the purpose of it and where did it come from. I'm not saying her friend didn't get sick and have to go to the hospital. Not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, it, what you know like consider the source of your information you know, people get sick and go to the hospital from the flu too and people get sick and go to the hospital from a lot of things and right now everything is covid because you can't even talk about any other thing and in my opinion i would do anything to stay out of a hospital and um anyway so you know i don't really want to go into covid a lot but this new uh variant Ugh. you know the person who okay here's the problem there's many problems the first problem is it's not it might be more contagious but it's less you know deadly and so that's thing one thing two is by the time that it's discovered where did it actually come from and number three when a person is doing the diligence of reporting the thing correctly and then you punish them by locking down their citizens you are going to discourage how much pressure is this doctor now under that announced the new variant how how much pressure seriously is she under you know i mean don't ever do that again you're going to shut down our country our economy will be you know and so you got to wonder you know there's so much more going on 
and I wish that I was, you know, more articulate and studied and learned like people that I listen to because I listen to them and I get my head full of information and then I get on my podcast and I want to talk about it and I get so like tongue-tied because there's so many like tentacles to the monster and so instead of being about the monster I think it's better to be about the solution you know and you know I'm a person who suffers from depression and things like that I have a lot of pain I have broken things all over my body <laughs> my brother used to always say at 50 the warranty expires and I'm well over 50 but anyways I digress so they've named this new thing a very scare oh see now in San Diego where I was from they're already talking about like forcing vaccines and lockdowns and all this kind of stuff because of this stupid thing so if you are a person out there and you're worried about covid you're worried about variants you're worried about all that kind of stuff first of all if you have a belief walking out the door that you're going to get a thing and become sick you are like telling god to give it to you if you walk outside the door and you know that you are a perfectly healthy being and you are taken care of all the time in God's light, then you probably will not get as sick. Or you might get sick, but you will definitely not die from it unless you're ready to die. But, um, you know, the best thing to do is take care of yourself. And I'm not going to admit to being, per I'm not perfect at taking care of myself. Are you kidding me? But I take a lot of vitamins. I'm a very firm believer in um supplements i believe in supplements and um but when you take supplements you have to take it with food so anyway that's thing one okay and the other thing is you know if you take if, okay first of all if you're going to go out and think that you're going to die of covid you're not and you got to consider the source of where you're getting your information from. Okay, what is their motivation? Who's going to benefit? Are you listening to both sides of the story and then evaluating for yourself? And um, things like that. And are you getting involved in your community and going to the school board meetings? And are you doing every possible thing that you can do to... Um, to be part of the solution and not the problem. And that's my podcast for today. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening. <laughs>